Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life. You know, a little guidance and direction in our Christian life can grow a long way when it's offered by the Holy Spirit. Here on The Inner Life, our spiritual directors are here to listen to your questions and stories and offer a spirit-led response. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond one more time as the week work week comes to a close. And as the week comes to a close, here comes the weekend, right? Have you got plans for the weekend? Well, whatever's on your agenda, whether it's more work or some time with family, some around-the-house projects, whatever, I hope you make some time to get some good rest. After all, it was the Lord himself who ordained that we have good rest in his presence each and every week. And that's what we're going to be talking about today here on The Inner Life. We're going to be talking about keeping the Sabbath and what that means to us in our spiritual lives today. Our spiritual director back with us today to lead us in our discussion about the Sabbath is Father Tom Wilson, the pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, southern suburbs of the Twin Cities and part of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Father Wilson, good to speak with you again. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Patrick. It's great to be back again. Uh, yes. On such a timely and appropriate topic for Yeah, that's age. right. Now, yeah. it, it it seems to me, and I, I'm guessing you're going to get into this, but it seems to me like, uh, what, yesterday in Mass I heard something a little bit about rest from our Lord, and I think this Sunday we're going to hear something about that too. So why don't you kick us off, Father, and uh, just, just give us a little bit of an idea about where this whole concept of Sabbath came from. Remind us of that, please. Yeah, that's great. Sabbath is part of God's plan for his people. And uh, we read in Genesis that uh, God rested on the on the seventh day, and uh, it is a um, it's the it's the gift uh, uh, from God to to His people uh, to be able to uh, appreciate the gifts that God has given to us, appreciate the the creation. Um, the uh, the Holy Father Saint John Paul II wrote a, a magnificent letter. A, don't recall the, the the date of it on uh, keeping keeping the Lord's day holy, keeping holy the Sabbath, and one of the things that he talked about was uh, the, the the gift of the seventh day uh, as as God being able to uh, admire the, the and gaze upon the gift of the gift of creation that that He had created. He obviously doesn't need rest like like right. we do um yeah. and and so sunday then becomes our opportunity to uh imitate god in uh in in resting in relaxing in appreciating the the gifts that he has given to us and uh giving something back to him in terms of the fact that he is he has given us all and us giving sunday back to him is just a, a response to that mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, a very apt and appropriate response it is as well. 
Now, um, just jumping right in, I mean, one of the things that occurs to me right on, Father, is that uh, even today, in today's Gospel reading, Friday uh, of the 16th week in Ordinary Time, and sorry, 15th week in Ordinary Time, and uh, also Our Lady of Mount Carmel today, um, we're hearing about Jesus teaching that the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Can you break that open a little for us? What does it mean that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath? Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's an important um, distinction that he makes, particularly in the cultural uh, environment in which he's uh, in which he's dealing. Uh, Jesus is dealing in a in in an environment that, um, uh, to to say the least, uh, becomes fixated a bit on the on the minutia, and and sometimes, and we can we can see it in our own our own cultural and legal world and sometimes even in our religious world that the the elements of what we are supposed to do or not supposed to do uh, become more important than the God who actually uh, gave the gift to us in in the first place. And so uh, when Jesus reminds us that he's the Lord of the Sabbath, he is uh, he is reminding us that uh, we are to we are to give back to him, and uh, you know, as as tied up as we might get in um, parsing things out in 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 the specifics, uh, the day is really about him. Uh, the, the the day is about uh, the day is about him and our uh, rejoicing in him and his uh, his gifts of uh, freedom, creation, and uh, and and liberation that we get to uh, rejoice in and uh, and join in on on Sunday as the Sabbath day. All right. Well, wonderful. Let's invite our listeners into the conversation. I got lots of questions on on this topic for you, Father, but let's invite our listeners in too. Perhaps you have a question about how to keep the Sabbath in in this in the 21st century about what that in our Catholic lives and growing closer to the Lord. Perhaps you have a story about one time when you uh, dedicated yourself especially to keeping a day of rest. In as part of your work week, and that's borne great fruit in your spiritual life. We'd love to hear that story. We'd love to answer your questions as best we can. Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So, Father, maybe I'll pitch this one to you. I'm just curious as to what you see as some of the major threats to keeping the Sabbath amongst uh, amongst our society today. What are some of the things that really come up against us and tempt us away from setting aside uh, a day of rest? Wow, that that that's an excellent question, Patrick. And the list is very long. Sure, uh, but we can. Um... Uh, we can start with a couple. I would say that in general, uh, the slide of treating Sunday like any other day is probably the the biggest threat on a on kind of a a, a global scale. That um, unfortunately, Sunday is is treated by um, many people. You know, even people of 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 good faith and and all that as a day to get caught up on all the things that they didn't get done the first six days of the week and mm-hmm. I think that that um, that takes an awful lot uh, out of us I think obviously the 
um, the, the the pressure of of economic activity and such on Sundays is uh, is great if you you know if you run a business especially that deals with um, kind of a retail environment the the challenges of not being open on Sunday are are, are significant uh, uh, yet they're uh, you know they're a burden to family life and all that and then uh, the third thing and I probably Almost all of our listeners who have children or grandchildren uh, are activities, um, sports and otherwise, uh, that have bled into particularly the the, the Sunday domain and, and, and even Sunday mornings, um, making it... Uh, making it a, a bit of a moral dilemma for people in terms of participation in those activities versus uh, honoring the Sabbath on uh, by by getting to mass um, but I do think I do think that that you know kind of the umbrella the umbrella issue of Sunday simply not being treated any differently by the world around us is probably the uh, the, the greatest challenge, yeah. and it has a, it has a lot of ramifications spiritually, obviously, but I think even um, communally and uh, physically and, and psychologically as well. Yeah, and I think you know we need to we need to underscore that as well and say that uh, I mean I, I I guess it's it should be enough, right? Just to say that you know treating Sunday like another day and not really even setting aside a time to go to mass that that's that in and of itself is grave matter right there but but uh but it does have a wider effect as does as do all of our spiritual practices and just you know just on on what we might perceive as our spiritual life but it has effects on our physical life our social life our mental and psychological life um as well and uh, that seems to be shown Time and again, throughout uh, throughout various studies and that sort of thing, when it comes to Sabbath rest, right? It, it it infiltrates when we when we neglect it, it infiltrates really all aspects of our life. Is that true? Yeah, and uh, there's yeah, and there's I mean, there's a reason that God put it into the plan of creation, and right. that um, yeah. and that Jesus reemphasizes in 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 the act of of, of redemption. Uh, too often, I think that we are. Uh, we're, we're blitzed with an image that God gives us uh, rules in order to hold us back. Well, God only gives us rules and, and, and plans of life to make our life more enjoyable and uh, make it more peaceful. And uh, the the wisdom the wisdom of the Sabbath and in in uh, Saint John Paul's letter he talks about uh, part of the wisdom of the Sabbath being that it is uh, it is placed naturally on the hearts of people it's not just by revelation that we know this but it's naturally in the hearts of people who need uh, regeneration who uh, need rest who need to recognize that they are not just uh, uh, beings and and entities placed on the uh, placed on the earth to 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 only work. But right. we we need to uh, we need to be incorporating rest as a uh, as a routine part of our life. And I suspect we probably have a lot of listeners who at various stages in their life have probably overdone it and and feel the effects of that and uh your 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 current guest today patrick is is one of them <laughs> uh, so uh it it happens and in god's plan and in god's wisdom he uh he commands that we keep holy the sabbath not because he's trying to restrict us but because he's trying to keep us free yeah 
Yeah, exactly. That there is a there's a freedom there. And I think that's one of the things that it never hurts to underscore as well is that there is there's something about uh, these these so-called rules that we, we face in, in Catholicism all the time, these these regulations, these guidelines, whatever you want to call them. That we get this mentality, just as you were saying, Father, that this is all restrictive and it doesn't let me be who the person I am. But in 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 a sense, or actually in a very real sense, in reality, it is those it are is those rules that are opening us up into true freedom. All right, well, wonderful reflections, Father, and we do have a phone call that's come in. Let's go to Leslie, who's calling in to from Aurora, Colorado. Yes, Leslie, welcome to the Inner Life. Oh well, thank you so much. Um, my question is, my husband likes Saturday evening Mass. Do we keep Saturday as our Sabbath and and resting on that day? Or do we do Saturday uh, evening and Sunday? Oh, that is a, that is a very good uh, question, Leslie. And uh, the, the 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 history and the application of of, of Sabbath is actually uh, comes from the roots of the the original Jewish Sabbath, which was Saturday. They all they also treated um, the the Sabbath as beginning at sundown the night before. So it would, so a Jewish Sabbath goes from sundown on Friday to sundown on. Um, sundown on Saturday, uh, which is, and that's frankly part of the origins of of uh, vigil masses and Saturday evening masses in uh, in our own customs. So really, uh, your your Saturday evening mass is the beginning of Sunday. So I would say that uh, Sunday is still um, the Lord's day, uh, but the Lord's day actually begins on on Saturday evening. And if you want to begin your Lord's day with uh, with mass, that's uh, that's certainly uh, acceptable and permitted and um, widely available in in uh, within the church. Uh, but Sunday is still the Lord's day. All right, so um, it's not like you would take turn your Saturday into Sunday, but you would just uh, your Sunday is just beginning on Saturday night. Does that does that make sense, Leslie? Yep. Sorry, are you still there, Leslie? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It makes it makes perfect yeah. sense, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All righty. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie. Great question. And you know, some of this logistics, it's it's worthwhile asking the logistical questions. I realize it can it can slip into uh, I suppose a scrupulosity here, but um, but it's a good clarification too, uh, saying that yes, Sunday is still the Lord's day, so we want to set that apart. Um, for rest and and uh, leisure. Now, Father, one of the things that occurs to me is that um, I oftentimes find myself, here's the temptation that I face when it comes to trying to fit in a, a day of rest, is that uh, the day of rest, either it slips in it, one direction or another, it slips in the direction of, as you said before, work, you know, trying to catch up on stuff that I didn't get done during the week. And then I suddenly realize, wait, how is this any different than any other day? Or, on the other hand, it becomes not rest, but it com- becomes more of uh, distraction and escapism. I guess is is what I how I would term it. Um, you know, I'm I'm binge watching something, or you know, I'm I'm uh, I, I'm just uh, doing something. I'm I'm playing word games on my tablet or something like that, just over and over and over again. Uh, and and it uh, at the end of it, I'm I'm exhausted. I feel bad about myself. I don't feel like I've connected with the Lord. So what's the difference? Maybe you can elucidate that too about what the difference is between 
uh, rest and then some of this distraction or entertainment, that sort of thing. Escape. Yeah, that's uh, that's an excellent point, Patrick. And I think uh, you've probably hit on something that an awful lot of people experience. And uh, rest is really about rejuvenation. It's about you know, uh, recreate is recreate if you if you break the word down. And so we're trying to recreate ourselves. And so we want to be engaging in things on on the Lord's day that are going to help us. Uh, that are going to help us rejuvenate and and recreate. And I think that um, your own observation that, uh, you know, binge-watching something that is uh, meaningless or borderline meaningless is not going to rejuvenate you. You you, you experience that. Oddly uh, enough. (laughs) Spending time on the the tablet uh, with with things that are uh, are maybe are... You know, maybe sort of neutral, but but again, they're not they're not helping you rest. And I think I think your uh, analysis on that, in which you come to the end of the day and you say, "Boy, I, I'm 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 exhausted here. I don't yeah. I don't feel rejuvenated." That that that's where your answer comes from. Right. You know, am I am I rejuvenated by those things that I have chosen to do on a on on Sunday, or uh, is it is it uh, sucking all of my energy uh, like like other days in the week and mm-hmm. and that's where and those are the decisions that 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 have to uh, that have to get made in terms of our um, our our activities on uh, on Sunday and again I think we we probably all experience them uh, being too full uh, of things that don't that don't rejuvenate and and we need to be looking at things relationally, recreationally, educationally, spiritually that that actually do um uh bring us uh bring us closer to the Lord and also uh bring us some rejuvenation of of body, mind and heart. All right. Well, Father, since you're serving as our spiritual director today, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a heads up that um, when we come back from our short break here, we're going to I'm going to ask you specifically about that suggestions about activities that we can engage in, of course, uh, attending and participating in Holy Mass. But what are some of the other things that we can do? I'll give you some time to think about that over the break. And for our listeners, um, just would love to have you come in and join the conversation too. Tell us about some of the things you do to honor the Sabbath and to keep it holy, to get some good rest and rejuvenation, some recreation in your life. Do you have a pattern of that in your life? We'd love to hear from you. 888 Again, 888 is our number here on the Inner Life will engage with those conversations right after the short break. Stay with us. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. And that is the number to call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Today we're looking for your stories about how keeping the Sabbath 
has helped you in your faith life or any questions you might have about keeping the Sabbath. Leslie uh, called in with a great question about Sabbath keeping if we if we go to the anticipatory mass on Saturdays. Well, Father, our spiritual director today is Father Tom Wilson, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. And uh, Father, as promised, I'm coming back to uh, the questions that I mentioned before the break, or the question that I mentioned before the breaks. So some suggestions for good activities, good practices. What, what should we do on Sunday in order to make it a Sabbath day of rest, of rejuvenation, of recreation, as you were talking about? What are some good things we can do uh, on Sundays? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, I think probably first and foremost for for many people, family gatherings on on Sunday, and I'm uh, I'm blessed in in my parish to have a number of families that uh, that carve out that time on on Sunday for their uh, their their children and their grandchildren to to come over to the house and uh, spend some time and 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 share a meal, and and it becomes a a very high priority in their uh, in in their family life, and that that renewal of that renewal of relationship and just spending time together, uh, even if it's a very, very informal activity and things like that, I think is a, it's a wonderful way um, for uh, renewal of, of, uh, of heart and soul. Uh, I know that um, uh, recreation is a, is, is, is a big thing too uh, for people. And I, and I think that uh, again, uh, we're, we're recreating and, I think some uh, reasonable amounts of physical activity are a, are a very good thing to do on Sunday. Getting out for a long walk or a or a bike ride, or uh, you know even a you know a, a neighborhood or communal softball game or such. Sure. Uh, I think um, those kinds of things uh, are are excellent for uh, renewal and rejuvenation, and I think um, also. Uh, things that we we might consider uh, more directly in the holy category, uh, good spiritual reading, uh, making sure that we do some uh, we do some good spiritual reading on, on on Sunday beyond just our our participation at uh, at mass. Um, I think that I think that probably the the the, the biggest thing in the in the in the choices and decisions that we make, Patrick, are are that it be it be something different than the routine of the week. I I, I think that that's just uh, um, that's that's part of the of the the wisdom and the and the brilliance of of the Sabbath is that we um, we are we set aside time to to do something different than we uh, than we do during the during the rest of the week that. Yeah. You know, and I would say, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that are that are blessed to love their work. You know, I I would put myself in that category. I love I love what I do, uh, every moment of 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 every day. But we all need a break from it. We yeah. do, yeah. Uh, in, in order to keep doing it well, and uh, and and again to to get in certainly in my case to get refocused on a relationship with the with the god that uh i i want to love and not just work for mm-hmm. and so uh i think that uh whatever whatever we do that can that can nourish that is uh 
is going to be helpful for uh, our activities on Sundays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you. Father Tom Wilson is our spiritual director here on The Inner Life. We're talking about keeping the Sabbath, ways to do that. If you have other suggestions about how you keep the Sabbath and that might be helpful for other listeners to know and to put into practice in their own lives of faith, give us a call and join the conversation, 888 Father, I was just curious, uh, you mentioned spiritual reading, and I'm sure that many of our listeners have uh, a stack of books, maybe not just one book, but a stack of books that they're hoping to get to in terms of spiritual reading. But it, it very well could be that some are not, that's not part of their usual spiritual practice uh, is spiritual reading. Just wondering if you have any suggestions of good books, maybe to start with, in terms of spiritual reading. Wow, that's a good, that's a that's an excellent question. I think that you could probably go into uh, any of your local neighborhood Catholic bookstores and find um, some type of a book. I, I would say uh, if someone doesn't have a history of spiritual reading, probably going back and reading um, the, the mysticism of the saints probably isn't the, the easiest place to start. <laughs> uh, but if you're, if you're starting from, from zero or close to zero, there are lots of books out there written in terms of daily meditations and, uh, and things like that. The, um, the In Conversation with God yeah. uh, uh, readings are are excellent and they're and they're pretty brief, uh, pretty pretty insightful. Uh, sometimes they're tied to the scriptures of the day, sometimes not. Uh, but those those are those are excellent and easily available uh, materials. Uh, but I, I would start with something that's designed to you know take a small piece of it uh, each day um, and. Uh, and 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 go with uh, go with that and begin with that and maybe um, uh, then grow into something that that might be a little bit deeper a little bit more elaborate and uh, and that sort of thing as we as we go on. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And um, I'm just trying to pull it up here, but uh, I do believe we used to have in, in conversation with God right there on the relevant radio app as well. Maybe Nick, you can our producer can f- figure that out for us if we still have that as uh, just a on-demand listening. You can listen to the to the podcasted episodes. But anyway, so that's uh, that's another option. Another thing that I'd like to mention is that we have here at Relevant Radio, we have a book available for anybody who is um, wanting to sign up for it, The Treasures of the Rosary. We want to uh, offer that as a free gift to anyone who signs up. And that's right there. Oh, yeah, I just see it on my on my Relevant Radio app right there, In Conversation with God. It just came up. Um, yeah. Yep, so that's that's available there. But the Treasures of the Rosary are also, is also available. Just go to RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app and uh, enter your name and address. We'll ship it to you free of charge, free of uh, no shipping, no handling. Uh, a great uh, thing to add to your spiritual reading, something that you can do to help keep your Sabbath each week. Uh, Father, to go back to the question uh, of you know activities to do, here's something too: is that for uh, for those who are really laboring day in and day out to keep their family on the go, um, so be it uh, you know stay at home moms or stay at home dads or um, those who are who are really getting you know that's that's where they're digging in is, uh, you know, that's their, basically their job, which of course is not just a nine to five job, but uh, it's something they're doing all the time. And it doesn't really let up on Sunday. I mean, there's still mouths to be fed, right? Clothes to be cleaned and that sort of thing. 
Um, but I guess what I'm wondering is any suggestions for them on keeping a good Sabbath and or uh, so you can have your pick here, Father, or good suggestions specifically for children in teaching children to keep the Sabbath as well um, in yeah, in setting apart yeah. Sunday as a different day. Sure. Yeah. And, and those are those are excellent questions. And those are the things that families are dealing with every single every single Sunday, Patrick. And right. I and I do think that um, uh, the, the first thing the first thing is 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 making sure you get to mass. And I know that that sounds that that sounds fundamental and, and, and basic, but um, probably all of us are, are dealing with, you know, our relatives and our friends who are who are struggling with that because of the challenges of, of activities on uh, on Sunday and things like that. And, and so I think that, first of all, making it clear that our priority as a family is is mass on on Sunday and the other things uh, f- uh, fall in around that. And I just have a a little bit of a a story several years ago some of my early years here at All Saints I did a I did a funeral for a for a man and um uh two daughters that I've gotten to know well uh over the years both really outstanding outstanding um softball players and one of the first things that they told me when we were doing the when we were doing planning for for his for their dad's funeral is that in all those years of playing softball and all those years of weekend tournaments dad never let us miss mass once mm. not once no matter mm-hmm. where we were no matter what was going on in the tournament we always figured out uh, a way to to get to mass and sometimes that meant not getting there till the third inning or whatever and that was that was just um, that was just what we what, what we did, and he made it abundantly clear that um, even though they were very talented athletes, very gifted, and they they they, they love the game, uh, God was a higher priority, and yeah. uh, and and those kinds of those, our our actions speak much louder than our words do, especially especially to children. And yes, they might grumble if they if they have to miss a practice or a or a game once in a while or a little bit late and maybe maybe even sadly get chided by either other players or the coach. Uh, but that lesson of of the importance and priority of mass will uh, will go um, long into long into adulthood. Um, I also think that you know one of the one of the things, Patrick, that I've noticed uh, in in terms of family life and particularly with sports and and, and other activities is that I think that parents um, parents somehow I think feel a lot more pressure now to get to every single activity that their kid participates in yeah. you know and you know what when i was when i was growing up you know i mean granted i large family and all that it's impossible for the parents to make it to to everything but it just wasn't a, it just wasn't a huge deal i mean they came once in a while when they could and uh and 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 all of that but but most of the most of the people that i played with we, we had a handful of parents that drove us to make sure that we got to the game safely and things like that but um, most of the parents weren't at every game. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just that's just a huge a huge commitment of, of of time. And you know what? The the kid can actually enjoy the game without you being there. I mean, you don't you don't have to be at every game, and you can allow yourself some some breathing room, perhaps with with uh, with other kids or extended family or whatever. Um, 
and uh, and and don't don't put pressure on yourself to to be at every single uh, at every single event. I think that I think that creates a lot of stress in um, in, in in parents' lives that that um, uh, internal or external uh, perception and, and and burden that they have to be at every single game uh, that their that their child is playing in. I just I don't I don't think that's necessary. And 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 frankly, I think that probably most kids wouldn't think it's necessary either. But um, but trying to uh trying to balance things out that way is, is uh is also helpful in dealing with well, those challenges. Right along those same lines, Father, as I hear you saying that, I'm just wondering too, if you have any suggestions for having uh that conversation with whoever it is who's scheduling activities, especially if they're scheduling them on Sundays, especially if they're scheduling them on Sunday mornings. Um, you know, there are I wherever you go now, you're hearing yeah. about that. You're hearing about no, no, practices yes, and games. Yeah. No, no, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and I, I, I think that that's, uh, um, I think that's it's very, very, it's very disappointing, uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I think part of it is because we just have a have, have a culture that's leaned so much towards Sundays, just, uh, just another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but families can stand up and say, wait a minute, you know what? We're just not going to do this before. Um, before noon on Sunday, or uh, or whatever, so that we can have that time together and uh, and, and and get to church. Um, you know, I have a, I have some friends whose daughter was a, a, an outstanding hockey player, and they got their their routine weekly practice scheduled at ten o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And and they and they 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 went to the coach and they went to the other parents in the team and said, you know what, she'll get there when she's done when she's done with church and that's right smack in the middle of, of prime church time for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, there was a little bit of grumbling and then two weeks later, lo and behold, the coaches found a different time for practice. Um, <laughs> and, and so it's just, uh, I think it's a matter of, of people just kind of standing up and saying, wait a minute, this is, uh, this is too much. This is too invasive on our, on our family life. And, and, um, and just saying it. And I can't, you know, I can't promise that every organization and coach is going to respond like, like that one. Uh, but it sends a message to, to, to stand up and just say, wait a minute, there are, there are things that are more important in our life than, than basketball or hockey or dance or gymnastics or, uh, whatever, whatever it happens to be that activity that's, that's invading Sunday. Maybe you have a story about how you have confronted coaches or athletic directors or and and I don't want to just I you know I'm not just singling them out of course it could be other things it could be music it could be drama it could be speech whatever it is extracurricular activities that are scheduled on Sunday um if you have uh, a story about how you have interacted with them and how you've seen them respond whether it be positive or negative but how you've uh, persevered through in your faith give us a call join the conversation 888-914-9149 888-914-9149 here on the inner life as we're speaking about keeping the sabbath with our spiritual director father tom wilson from the church of all saints all saints catholic church in lakeville minnesota we're going to take a short break but when we come back we'll take more of your calls we'll have more of a discussion on keeping the sabbath stay with us Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 
1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, and my sincere thanks to Josh Raymond for inviting me to sit in for him this week while he is away. My, also, my sincere thanks to our producer, Nick Sentovich, and Jim Shaper, who's been taking your phone calls, as well as our spiritual director for today, Father Tom Wilson, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. As we're speaking today about... Uh, Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath, setting aside a day each week for rest and rejuvenation and recreation and how the effects that it can have on our spiritual lives. Let's take a phone call, Father. We've got Elizabeth who's calling in from Kingston, New York. Elizabeth, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi. Thank you. Um, I wanted to say that just a few years ago, um, Cardinal Dolan, the Archbishop of New York, Archdiocese of New York, he made a blanket statement and sent it out to all of the parishes that no CYO of any kind was to be put on Sunday. So no practices, no games, period. And everybody thought, wow, yeah, why didn't we think of this? Yeah, you know, um that's uh that's a, a a great thing that the that that the cardinal did and um you know, I think that uh maybe in a generation past where where we sort of had our our priorities in order and um you know, you went to you know, for example, when I was a kid, say we we had games on Sundays, but it was always after after mass was over. You 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 went to mass you went to mass in the morning and then you congregated later in the day for your for your game and if um if it's if it's happening that church sponsored athletics are are creating an excuse or whatever for people to 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 not go to mass that that is a wholly appropriate response i think that the uh that cardinal dolan did to to just say you know what we're not going to we're not going to participate in this we're going to we're going to do what we can to uh, to make it as easy as possible uh, for for people to get to mass and to not create those those dilemmas with kids that might grouse and complain because they've got a game at at, at eleven o'clock and mass is at ten thirty and they're not going to get there till halftime or whatever. Um, uh, so I think uh, I think the cardinal did a uh, did a great thing uh, by 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 just saying. Um, uh, no, no church-sponsored, no school-sponsored uh, sports on uh, on Sunday. That just makes it abundantly clear, and it uh, uh, just makes it, frankly, probably a lot easier for parents in that conversation with their kids too. That's a. It is a good point, isn't it? It's a, It it does pave the way for for further conversation, and I'm I'm uh, I'm grateful for when when it's needed to step up like that, that, uh, yeah, we can have our, our Episcopal shepherds step in and say something like that. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, it does take some initiative and it does take some sacrifices and it does take some priority arranging. So thank you, Elizabeth, for that. Let's go from Elizabeth in Kingston, New York, to Tessa, who's calling in from Tucson. Tessa from Tucson, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi. So what I'm calling about is um, I was stuck with the same dilemma with my son when we when he was in high school. He played club soccer, and any mom who knows that means you know you travel and you go to all these tournaments and you're there all week and long. And so one one time we missed mass because you know there was a conflict of games and all this stuff. 
And his coach's rule was um, God, family, soccer. But really it was soccer first, even though. Um, but So we knew that he said that. So um, I told my son that if he was going to continue doing these uh, tournaments, that we weren't going to miss mass anymore. And uh, from, from previous experience, he knew that I wasn't going to change that rule. So as soon as we got to um, the city where we were having the tournament, he would look up and find out where Mass was, and we would check the times that we were playing, and we would set that up. And if we were late to one of the games, his coach, you know, he would say, I'm going to Mass with my mom and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And his coach was cool with it. But um, what really happened was I think it was his – I don't know, his sophomore year probably, when he was doing confirmation and they're required to go on a retreat. And so um, it turned out that a huge tournament they were going to was the weekend of his retreat. And he was like, oh, that's such a bummer, because he was like, I'm going to my retreat. I'm going to miss the, you know, the, the um, tournament. So he told his coach they had a tournament and um, that, or that he had a confirmation retreat the weekend of the tournament. Well, when he came forward and said that, there were three other kids on his team who were Catholic, who two of them had retreats that weekend as well at different churches. So when their parents heard that Isaac had said, oh, no, I'm going to my confirmation retreat, you know, this is more important than a tournament, they all, their parents were like, excuse me. So they all told the coach the same thing. So the coach canceled going to that tournament because he had three kids going to confirmation retreats that weekend. Well, that's terrific. Thanks for leading the way, Tessa, uh, and and for your son responding to that. And it it's a this is a this is a, just an excellent example of you know what uh, when 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 families come together and families make those decisions. I think I think frankly a lot of young parents. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how old your son is, Tessa, but I think a lot of young parents uh, fear doing that. I think they fear doing that because they 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 might believe that there's some risk that somehow their you know their kid's going to get dropped to the bottom of the roster and uh, and and all those sorts of you know potential um, ramifications for for being late or or, or missing a game. Uh, but you have just proved, you know, with your with your witness and your testimony that, you know, and if if people stand up and say, wait a minute, you know, we there's there there is something more important here, uh, that the the the, the decision makers will will respond to that and and as well they should, you know, as as well they should, and you know, God bless the. The, the coach and the administrators of the team for for just recognizing that and saying, "Nope, this is this is a bad weekend. This is the this is a you know this is a bad weekend for us. So uh, we're not gonna we're not we're not we're not gonna go. That's uh, uh, that's just terrific and the grace of God working all the way around. So thanks for sharing with that, Tessa. Yeah, yeah, great story, Tessa. And I'm I'm grateful that you, what your call really illustrates is that yeah. What may be really difficult for one family, I mean, in joining together with a couple others, it really starts to make an impact and have make a statement there. And not saying that one family couldn't do that, but uh, maybe your first move if you're facing some of these struggles is to connect with others in your parish who may be facing similar situations and saying, hey, would you be willing to stand up with me 
uh, to uh, to say that no, we're going to prioritize God in church first. So thank you, Tessa. I appreciate your call, Father. Maybe one follow up question that I have for you regarding these these calls that we've had here, specifically about helping uh, helping make the priority of of mass on a Sunday morning over and against any extracurricular activities for our children. What about the uh, I suppose the fear or um, the sentiment that some parents might be feeling that, look, I understand what you're saying, but if I make my kid go to Mass on Sunday mornings instead of going to practice, going to a game, going to a tournament, as Tessa was just saying, something like that, um, isn't that just going to turn him or turn her off to Mass all the more? Aren't they going to become more resentful towards me and towards the church than uh, if I didn't uh, step in and just let them do what they wanted to. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I I hear that uh, I hear that spoken of a lot, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in 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 other contexts they'll say it, it'll be forcing religion down their throat. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and that sort of thing. And the 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 truth is, I don't necessarily see a lot of evidence of that. I don't I don't see kids that weren't sort of made to go to church um, uh, when they're teenagers, uh, all of a sudden um, collectively coming to their senses and saying, as, as adults, this is, uh, uh, this is just a great thing. In fact, most of them, most of them if, they, if they were reared in, a, in an environment like that, will say, um, my parents taught me what the priorities were, and it wasn't church. Because they didn't make they they didn't make me go, and it's what what I find what I find interesting about that Patrick is that um, there are a lot of things that kids don't want to do. <laughs> I mean, there I mean, there yeah. just are. They're just at that place of of of, of resistance and you know, maybe not cooperating and all that kind of stuff on an awful lot of things. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many teenagers have grumbled about having to go to school, but no <laughs> parent would ever say, you know what, gosh, you, you, maybe you just shouldn't go to school today because I don't want you to hate education and mm-hmm. feel like we're forcing education on you. You should really be choosing the good of education. We would never do that. But yet somehow in the, in the realm of the spiritual life, the moral life, and, the, and, and our church life, uh, that falls into an acceptable, an acceptable response. And, you know, I, I just... Uh, the the decision has to be to to lead and to give good example has to be has to be on the parents and um, I don't think parents should be afraid to uh, to 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 do that it has to be done in love and it has to be done in a in a spirit of of teaching a lesson that says no this is God is the most important thing mm-hmm. God is the most important thing that's why we do this. Whether Father gives a terrible homily or not, or you know you happen to be in church with some kid that you don't like, or whatever, whatever, whatever the excuse that that they make, we're giving this to God. God gave us this day, and we are giving back to God. Period. Yeah. And that's Great. and that's the lesson. Great summary yeah. of Sabbath, yeah. right there. God gave yeah. us this, and we're giving it back to Him. Yeah. Let's uh, take another phone call here, Father. John is calling in from Concord, California. John, welcome to the Inner Life. Okay, I think I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna cut in on you, John. There, and I, I don't yeah. know, if, Father, you're having the same problems yeah, I have. But it's... it was a, you were breaking a bit, John. So um, yeah. I guess the 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 one the, the one thing that that was clear to me is uh, at the beginning of the the, the call was uh, sometimes we shoot for them, um, and and I think 
think you're I think you're absolutely correct and and this is a this is an unfortunate reality in in our in our life as Catholics that that probably has been with us for a very long time but uh but but it certainly rears its ugly head um uh with 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 the sabbath it's like okay what's the what is the bare minimum that I can do to to, to honor the the requirements of, of of the Sabbath, and obviously for us it's it's a mass attendance, uh, but there's so much more to it than just honoring that uh, that that piece of it. Um, again, it's a it's a day of rest. It's a it's a gift from God to us. It's an opportunity for us to to, to give back to Him, and you know I I know that when when we love someone, we don't. We don't reach out and try to do the absolute bare minimum we can for them. We want to do as much as we possibly can, and you know, and and why that would be any different than our relationship with God, I will I will never know. But 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 too often we do we do seek to to do uh, what is uh, what is the bare minimum for the for the requirement rather than uh, responding in an act of love to to do as much as I possibly can. Right, right. Well, thank you, John. Sorry we had to skip out on you. You know what? Let's try to squeeze in one more call here quickly. Megan, welcome to The Inner Life, calling in from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Megan, welcome to The Inner Life. We only have a few seconds, so if I can ask you to keep it brief, please. Yes, I um, Right. I have, uh, similarly, as a, as a coach and as a nurse, um, I, I've, um, I've noticed that, especially with I request like my kids I coach as well as me at my job where they schedule a lot of times on weekends I try to like make sure that I say right away to those organizing schedules hey I go to mass on Sunday and to my kids please uh please please let us know as soon as possible all of your religious obligations whether it's retreats etc because um I notice when people are a lot more willing to support and help kids and as well as myself at my job make those when 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 people are willing to look ahead and speak up and then there's a little less of a, that aggressive conflict you get where people seem to be like oh well you're just bringing this up so just that's all i have to say no that's a that that is a great idea and for all of our listeners who are involved in activities especially the administration of them um that is very generous of you uh megan to uh, to just ask right up front, okay, what are what are the significant dates in your life, including religious ones, and uh, be able to manage the schedule around it. That is a that is a terrific suggestion. Thanks, Megan, for yeah, thank for you. calling in. Yeah, thank you for that, Megan. Appreciate it, Father. Just time enough for a quick blessing from you too, please. Gracious and provident Father, we are grateful for the gift of your creation. We are grateful for the gift of recreation that you give us. On the gift of the Holy Sabbath, we ask that you bless our listeners uh, this day and always. May they keep holy the, the Lord's day and lead many people into the heart of your Son, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Tom Wilson from All Saints in Lakeville, Minnesota, thank you for being our spiritual director today. We've got Father Luke Ferris in line for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass coming up next. On Monday on The Inner Life, we'll have Father Sean Grismer as our spiritual director speaking on confession. I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope you factor in some rest. This is Patrick Conley saying thank you once again. So grateful to be with you. God bless you. The Patrick Madrid Show. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
Hi, Patrick. I just wanted to say that I really love your show. I've learned so much. I've been listening for the last couple of months, and I have the app, so I just love that I can listen to it anytime. Stream your favorite Relevant Radio shows right on your smartphone or tablet. The Relevant Radio app. I love your show. I wish I could sit and listen to you every morning. <laughs> ah, but you know you can. All you have to do is go and listen to the podcast. What you waiting for? The Relevant Radio app. It's in your app store. Yeah. What we do here is very different. We can report on the news. We can also offer that moral perspective. I'd like to see all Catholics on their knees in front of the Blessed Sacrament praying the Rosary because Jesus is the one who's the answer. Bringing Christ to the world through the media. Relevant Radio.